It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Another series, another sweep. Can the Reds turn a corner and win some games in the Mile High City? We'll discuss that and more on today's Locked on Reds. Let's go. You are Locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked on Reds. Thanks for making Locked on Reds your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked on Podcast Network. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm your host, Stephen Offenbaker, and Jeff Carr, still on vacation. He will be back next week to talk Reds baseball with both of us. Uh, I have been podcasting about this team for about four seasons now. I have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds. have a passion for baseball, and I have turned that passion in the information for you on today's podcast i am going to kind of put a bow on the second series sweep uh, of the cincinnati reds by the san diego padres uh, we will also be talking about the upcoming weekend series out in denver between the reds and the rockies uh, we're going to jump right in to a little talk about what is going on with the Cincinnati Reds, as they wrapped up another series, San Diego Padres, uh, you know, as I said, another series, another sweep, and not in a good way. Uh, the Reds were swept for the season by the Padres. That's the first time that has ever happened where the San Diego Padres won every game they played against the Reds. Uh, Reds lost yesterday 7-5. to five. Uh, Highlights of the game, apparently Mike Moustakis was listening as I talked um not nicely about his performance on the field because he went out and did some things. That is correct. Uh, Mike Moustakas has gone two for three. Uh, he had a walk. He had an RBI. Uh, and he uh, he got some things done. Two for three based on balls. An RBI. Uh, Moustakas uh, put the ball in play. He, he contributed to the offense, uh, which is shocking. Uh, he's still sub 200 on his batting average. Um, there's still a lot of work to be done, but you know, if Moose can keep coming out and getting a couple knocks every day, uh, maybe we will be a little bit uh, less concerned about seeing him out there in the lineup. It's definitely uh, one of those things where uh, you want the guy to have success. You want him to do well. You want him to be the Mike Moustakis we thought we were getting when Dick Williams went out and signed him to that uh, decent money contract. But it just really hasn't worked out, has not panned out. And I know that um, as Mike Moustakis' career is winding down, uh, days like yesterday are going to get uh, fewer and further in between. And I hope that I really do hope that Moose can kind of pull it together and at least, you know, eke out a couple decent, uh, decent uh, seasons uh, before he has to hang it up. Uh, I do feel bad because, you know, it's like we talk about these players all the time. They want to have success. They want to do well. Uh, but, you know, as uh, as the adage goes, father time is undefeated. And I think that Mike Moustakis has lost a step. Uh, he's not uh, he's not going to be able to compete against that. So. 
you know, it was nice to see him have a day, though. Uh, some other interesting offensive notes from that final game in the series with the Padres. Uh, Jonathan India did make an appearance. You know, it was reported before the game. Uh, India was not in the lineup. India was not in the clubhouse. Uh, nobody could find him to actually talk to him about what was going on. And uh, that raised some concerns that maybe uh, he had re-injured that hamstring. However, he did end up in the dugout in uniform and got in the game as a pinch hitter. I was very concerned about that. I didn't really like the move at all. Uh, it was one of those things where I want them to baby that hamstring. I do not want this to become a chronic injury that prevents Jonathan India from being Jonathan India. But that being said, I thought the Reds handled it in the best way possible where um, they needed a bat. They used him. He went out and got a hit. He was one for one. But as soon as he was safe at first base and the umpires called time, Aquino was coming out to pinch run for him. And that's great because the worst thing in the world would have been, you know, for uh, India to run the bases and pull that hamstring again. So for me, uh, it was definitely uh, the Reds handled it almost correctly. I mean, uh, you got to you got to use your guys. But um, I was happy to see them not push him or, or not listen to him, because, listen, you can better you better believe that Jonathan India uh, does not want to come out of baseball games. You know, he said it before in interviews. He does not like to be pulled. He wants to be in the game. He wants to be on the field. So the fact that uh, they put a pinch runner in, he did not look to be too, um, too miffed about the decision uh, tells me that it was the right call. And it definitely is, uh, definitely is good to, to see India, you know, putting the bat on the ball and, and having success. And I really think that, you know, Jonathan India is you know if not already but he will be the next face of the franchise he's going to be the one to inherit that uh, that particular label from joey Votto when the time comes uh, jeff and i have talked about that before and it's good to see him going out there and have success it was great to hear the crowd acknowledge india when he came up to pinch hit um you know, he's definitely you know has the backing of reds fans and uh it's great to see on the pitching side of things, our guy Tyler Malley um, at home, five and a third innings pitched, gave up six hits, three earned runs, walked two, and struck out three. Not a not an overwhelming day. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Uh, kept the Reds in the ball game most of the way. So, you know, Tyler Malley, I think, is probably feeling a lot of pressure. Um, I would I would suppose that with all of these young arms in the rotation and Luis Castillo being out, Sonny Gray being gone, Wade Miley being given away, uh, that's probably a lot of pressure on Tyler Malley. I I would I would venture to say that he probably feels like he needs to go out each and every start and basically nearly throw a no hitter and. I wonder if that alters what he does sometimes because while he hasn't been horrible, he hasn't exactly been that that Tyler Malley that we all expect him to be. So my hope is uh, another start, Luis Castillo comes back, it takes some of the pressure off, and Tyler Malley can begin to once again pitch like Tyler Malley is known to be able to pitch. Some of the other performances on the pitching side of things from that final game in San Diego, uh, Tony Santion absolutely did not have it, but these are things we've talked about. Every pitcher is not going to be able to go out every single time. 
and blow the doors off the opponent. Uh, Santian uh, only lasted two thirds of an inning and he allowed two runs while he was in there. So uh, hopefully it's just a matter of him going, resting, reflecting on the performance, watching a little bit of film and coming back out and being that beast that we know he is. Uh, he's one of my favorite relievers to have come out of the bullpen. Uh, he's an intimidating guy. He's just downright scary on the mound. I think that when he is on, he's, he's, you know, one of the best arms in this pin and we need him to be that the reds need him to be that guy to to rely upon because uh you know lucas sims is not quite back there yet uh luis sessa you know he has his moments but doesn't really i think intimidate the batters in the way that tony santian does so for santian to to get smacked around uh definitely is uh you know deflating for a team and uh, I believe that he's going to be fine. Uh, following him in relief, both uh, Hunter Strinkland and Dowry Moretta uh, gave up runs. You know, it was not ideal for the bullpen uh, coming in in relief of Mali. Uh, the, the first three guys out of the pin gave up runs before the Reds offense tried to scrap their way back into it. Uh, Art Warren came in for a third of an inning, uh, didn't allow any runs. And then Buck Farmer came in uh, with a clean appearance as well. Uh, those are the things you want to see. You want to see guys coming in and, and giving you clean appearances. Uh, you know, like I said, we don't expect it to be uh, flawless. You can't expect that every pitcher will be perfect every time. But uh, that those first three guys all giving up runs was really uh, what sealed the deal for the Reds. Uh, they actually did have a lead for a minute in this game. I joked on Twitter that uh, wrong with my graphic on Bally Sports Ohio because it showed the Reds had more runs than the other team. And someone told me, give it 20 minutes. Turned out to only be 15. That was a little bit deflating. But uh, big takeaway here is another series sweep for the Padres, a season sweep for the Padres and uh, the Reds need to get it together for sure. Coming up, we are going to take a look at the series getting underway today in Denver as the Reds travel to Colorado to face the Rockies. We're going to get all of the information that you need to you coming up in just a second. But first, I want to talk to you about a built bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. In fact, it's even better than a candy bar. Uh, you're trying to eat healthy. You're trying to maintain your diet, uh, achieve your health goals. And it's hard to do when there's candy everywhere. It's hard to do when uh, you're getting tempted all the time. And Built Bar can help you defeat that because Built Bar tastes amazing. It is covered in 100% real chocolate. It has amazing health statistics. Uh, this is a baseball show, folks, and I am definitely into the statistics. I bet you are too. Built Bar statistics, 130 calories on average, only four grams of sugar, four net carbs for you folks that do the keto diet and worry about those things. And they are jam-packed with 17 grams of protein. Uh, they have amazing flavors like cherries, barcia, coconut, brownie chunk, salted caramel, and a lot of different products that uh, help you achieve your fitness goals. Uh, they have the puffs. You hear Jeff talk about the puffs all the time. I'm wondering um, if there's a beach somewhere on the East Coast that's littered with puff wrappers at this point uh i doubt it i doubt jeff's eating healthy though but it could be because he's very addicted to the puffs uh, if you want to get your order in for your built bars head over to built.com right now and use the promo code locked 15 on your order that's going to save you 15 percent on your built bar purchase it's going to help you start your journey to uh better health it's going to help you uh, start your journey to being more fit and it's going to help you feel good while you are doing it built.com use the promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off your next built bar order all right, guys, Mother's Day is coming up. 
Don't panic. You still have a few days remaining. It is May 8th this year. Uh, head over to BlueNile.com right now, and you can order the perfect jewelry piece for your significant other to celebrate Mother's Day. They have some of the most amazing pieces put together that really can show your significant other just how much you care. Uh, it doesn't have to be just for Mother's Day, though. Uh, you can just... Uh, Give a special thank you to that special someone in your life to uh, to just because. Uh, BlueNile.com has a 10% promo code for our Locked On listeners. If you use the promo code Locked On, that's going to save you 10% off of your $500 order. Uh, and their salespeople are amazing. They're going to help you find the jewelry that you didn't even know that you needed to buy for your significant other. They're 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 highly trained. They can help you through the process. They can help you find exactly the thing you're looking for to give an amazing gift this Mother's Day. Again, head over to BlueNile.com and use the promo code locked on in order to save 10% off of that $500 order. And you don't need to worry about it being shipped to you. Uh, everything ships insured. It's going to come to you in a very inconspicuous package that is not going to give away uh, that you're trying to do something special for that special someone. They are not going to be able to figure it out just because they beat you to the mailbox. Uh, that's very important to uh, maintain that little surprise. Uh, head over to BlueNile.com right now. Use the promo code locked on to save 10% off your $500 order at BlueNile.com. Thanks for making Locked on Reds your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Now podcast. Uh, they are going to recap all of the Major League Baseball games with analysis from our local experts. We are bringing you the baseball season like no other network has ever before. The Locked On Now podcast is just like Locked On Reds, free and available on all platforms. Make sure you're following the podcast on all of the platforms, including YouTube. Uh, click that subscribe button, whether you're on Twitter or Instagram or, or over at YouTube. Just uh, click that subscribe button. If you're watching us on YouTube right now, uh, lots of exclusive video content coming your way in the coming weeks and months as we plow through this 2022 baseball season. Uh, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you giving us a listen for sure. Uh, coming up, we have a special uh, Saturday edition of the Locked on Reds podcast tomorrow. Uh, we'll continue to dig through this Colorado Rockies series. We'll uh, cover what goes down tonight in Denver and keep you uh, up to date because we don't know who's pitching tomorrow. Uh, the Red starter is to be determined. Uh, as you know, Nick Lodolo went on the 10-day injured list with a lower back strain, so somebody's going to have to make a start. Could it be Graham Ashcraft? Could it be a bullpen day? We will just have to wait and see, but Locked on Reds will have you covered no matter how it goes down. All right, we've got pitching matchups to talk about because uh, we're starting a new series. Hopefully, this is the one where the Reds turn a corner. I'll get into predictions in the third segment, but today... It is Green Day, and I'm not talking about the band. Hunter Green takes the mound for the Reds tonight. Coming off a not-so-good start where he only managed to go three innings uh, with his velocity being way down. Uh, at the time, Jeff and I talked about the fact that that was probably had just a lot to do with the circumstances in which he pitched the previous start. I think that Hunter was probably just a little overly tired, uh, having made his last start in Los Angeles, where he is from, in Dodger Stadium against the team he grew up watching who was celebrating Jackie Robinson, one of Hunter's heroes. All of those things combined for an adrenaline-filled day that probably just took a lot out of him. I think uh, the Reds missed an opportunity to maybe push Green back a day or two, you know, juggle the lineup just a little bit, juggle the rotation. 
to put Hunter in the best position to have recovered. Uh, he only pitched three innings in that start, as I mentioned. So hopefully now he's rested. He is uh, ready to go. I think that uh, it's going to tell us a lot today how Hunter Green comes out and pitches, how he rebounds from that poor performance. Uh, something working against him, though, is he's making this start in Denver. And we all know how playing in Denver uh, impacts the pitchers. Uh, it makes the ball break less. Uh, it's harder on the body. It taxes you more. It's harder with uh, decreased oxygen to to really uh, perform at the level that you're used to performing at. If you've ever done anything at altitude, you know, it, you get tired really quick. Uh, factor into also Major League Baseball's desire for pitchers to work faster. Uh, not a true enforceable pitch clock at this time, but, you know, pitchers are working faster. So all of those things could combine to to work against Hunter Green. Uh, it is my hope, though, that uh, he's able to kind of pace himself and really go out there and, you know, the fastball still works. So if he can, you know, get by hitters on a fastball and get a little bit of a uh, little bit of break on that breaking ball, he could have success today. And, you know, I think he needs that, especially coming off uh, his first true rough outing as a major leaguer uh i don't want to find i don't want him to find himself in a situation where his confidence starts to get shaken because uh, one thing that's important if you pitch the way that hunter green pitches you need to be confident and you need to know that you can go out there and just blow that fastball by whoever is standing in the batter's box so uh, hopefully hunter is able to do that uh you know as i mentioned the the second game of the series, we're not sure yet exactly how that is going to pan out. Uh, the Reds are going to have to do some things in order to get another starter up here, or they may choose to go with a bullpen day, which um, I don't know how I feel about that. I probably would rather than bring up a starter. I don't want it to be Graham Ashcraft. I would not like for him to make his major league debut in Denver. Let's not do that to the kid. Let's, let's find another way. Uh, bring up somebody else, use the bullpen, whatever it takes to not have Graham make his debut against the Colorado Rockies, Colorado Rockies in Denver. Uh, we want to avoid that. In the third game of this series, you're going to be looking at Reaver San Martin and what I think will be his last start in this rotation before he gets sent down. Uh, the more I think about it, the more I've looked at his performances, went back and watched some of uh, each of his starts. And he's really just not quite ready for prime time. I think he needs to go work on some things. I think that there's a lot of film now. He's got the, he'll have four starts of film that he can take back down to Louisville, break down, work on some things, work with the pitching staff uh, instructors to get a little bit better. And then hopefully he can return uh, because, you know, the Reds are going to need him this season. It will not be the last we've seen of him, but I think he goes down to make room for Luis Castillo. Uh, Castillo tentatively will be making uh, a rehab start in the next day or so, and then should be, we hope, ready to return to the Reds rotation uh, moving forward. So I would like to see uh, it break down that way. That would also work out timing-wise that when you hit the fifth starter the next time around, uh, Nicola Dola will hopefully be back in the rotation as well. That will help him uh, help, help round out this rotation. Uh, I guess it is plausible that if you don't want to rush Lodolo, you give Reaver San Martin one more start after this Denver series, but uh, I, I think I've seen enough from San Martin to know that uh, he needs to go work on some things. Uh, time will tell. Uh, coming up, we are going to uh, make some predictions, going to be looking at uh, how this series might go. But before we get to that, I do want to talk a little bit more about the Reds' offense because uh, one, one thing that... Uh, you get when you look at a picture is you can go over to fan graphs and look at some of the rankings. Uh, the offense currently ranks 30th on fan graphs in weighted runs created plus uh, 
It's not good in case you were wondering. While they have shown signs of coming to life, they've scored five runs in every game against the Padres. Uh, Denver could help that being out in Colorado where offense naturally tends to percolate up. Uh, I think this could be a great time for the hitters to really start to put things together, gain some confidence and be ready to move forward when they head on to Milwaukee for their next series. Uh, not only does the Reds offense rank 30th, uh, but the Reds pitching staff ranks 30th in ERA on fan graphs. Uh, for those of you that put stock into that ERA statistic, uh, you know, small sample sizes don't help you, but I think we've got enough innings now to know that they are not very good they have not been very good and i hope that we can get through this denver series and really just uh start to turn a corner i think that's what we keep waiting on right we keep waiting for them to turn a corner we keep trying to be hopeful i'm going to keep doing that but uh I'm not under any illusions that it might not happen. Uh, they might be bad for a while. Who knows? Uh, but Denver is certainly not going to help the, the pitching staff get their numbers under control. Uh, coming up in the third segment, we will get into the predictions, though. But before I talk to you about the predictions, I want to talk to you about BetOnline.net. Uh, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports information. You can find all on the latest uh, sports developments. You can see league reviews and news, uh, including uh, the current basketball playoffs and the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to Vegas-style casino games. Uh, you get all the lines, props, all of the bets to uh, help fatten your bank account just a little bit, uh, make smart bets. Uh, they've got you covered for playoffs. They've got you covered for esports and so much more. Uh, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline.net It's where the game starts. Make sure you are following us on Twitter. You can follow me at S. Offenbaker. That's with two Fs. You can follow Jeff at Jeff Carr. That's Jeff with three Fs because I keep telling you guys spelling is hard for him. Uh, also, you can follow the show at Locked on Reds. No Fs in that one. Also, subscribe to YouTube. Going to have great videos for you all year long. All right. It is prediction time for this Colorado series. I think that the Reds are going to lose this series. But they're not going to get swept. I think Hunter Green goes out today and puts together a fantastic performance. Even though it is in Denver, I think he rebounds. I think the Reds get a win today. Uh, that's going to be great because I don't think they're going to get a win with the uh, to-be-determined starter in tomorrow's game on Saturday. Uh, whether that's Graham Ashcraft, I hope not, or a bullpen day, it is Colorado. Uh, there's going to be run scored and I don't think the Reds are going to be able to pull that together. I also don't think uh, they're going to do particularly well when Reaver Sambardine makes his start on Sunday. I've kind of uh, lost a little bit of my confidence when uh, he is the starter. Uh, I don't think that uh, I would be willing to bet on that game. Therefore, one and two. That's what I see happening this weekend. Uh, I think there will be some positives. I think Joey Votto will finally get a home run. I think that this could be an opportunity for him to uh, have some success, gain some confidence, and and turn a corner and start to become the Joey Votto we hoped he would be this year. Uh, I have learned uh, long ago to never underestimate Joey Votto, and I know that he wants to figure it out. I know that he's always been traditionally a slow starter, and it's almost May. 
So if he's going to heat up, if, if he's going to turn a corner, now is the time. And I think that being in Denver can really help jumpstart that. And I really do hope it works out that way. Also, look for Nick Senzel to have a great offensive series. He has been hitting the ball hard. He has been hitting the ball often. He looks like he's really putting his timing together. And again, being in Denver, I think, is just going to help jumpstart that, fuel it. Uh, he has been doing well. He's been playing well defensively. Uh, he's been doing great. And I think that that will just continue. I think that... Uh, while we may not see uh, home runs from him, uh, I would love to see him shooting balls into the gaps. That outfield is just so big in in Denver that uh, I would love to see a lot, a lot of extra base hits from to see him continue to put those kind of things together because opportunity uh, for uh, this offense to really pull it together. And I'm looking forward to it. I hope that you will be joining me and watching the broadcast. Uh, John Sadak and Chris Welsh on the TV side, uh, Tommy Thrall and the Cowboy, Jeff Brantley on the radio side. Uh, go ahead and get yourself settled in this evening. Watch uh, Colorado Rockies and the Reds and let's watch Hunter Green uh, go out there and get another victory. I think that's probably going to be a great spot to wrap it up for today. Thanks so much for making Locked on Reds your first listen. Uh, now make the Locked on MLB podcast your second listen. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. Uh, Locked on MLB, just like Locked on Reds, is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, we will be back in your podcasting feed tomorrow with a special Saturday episode uh, looking at this first game of the series with the Colorado Rockies. Uh, it'll just be me again. That'll be my last solo one before Jeff Carr returns next week. Uh, thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll be back in your feed tomorrow. Uh, as always, Locked on Reds every single day. Talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.